Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Make Money Behave podcast. Today is June 21st. It just so happens to be my amazing husband's birthday. So if you are a listener and you happen to know my husband, feel free to reach out to him via Facebook or text message and just give him a quick shout out, birthday wish. Um, I'd appreciate that. And uh, today's going to be actually pretty quick for you, but I have, I think, what is a very simple habit to get into, but it's amazingly powerful if you can actually stick to it. Now, I don't know if you realize this or not, but I have been working on a fun PDF of 17 habits that will have an immediate impact on your circumstances. And I think that There are so many people out there who will tell you, you know, give this up or change this or, you know, no longer do this. And while those are all probably really good advice for, you know, many, many people, I have kept this particular document a little bit more geared towards what are some sustainable things that you can do that aren't going to deprive you. And they're just simple habits to get into that, you know, if you continue to do these things day in and day out, which is really the definition of a habit, right? We're just trying to kind of tweak some of those bad habits that you have and just replace them with some better, more uh, productive habits for you. So anyway, I have really focused that PDF on things that are, in my opinion, sustainable, things that aren't requiring you to completely do a 180 of your lifestyle tomorrow, okay? Because I just think that if you try to do a 180 tomorrow, you're not going to keep it up for the next seven days, 20 days, seven years. And really, some of these habits are the things that you're going to need to do for seven years in order to just, you know, make your money behave for you. And that's what I think is most important. There are many people out there who would tell you what to do and how to do it, but they don't really tap into the why you want to do it. And I like to think that that's what sets me apart from so many other people out there. I have met some people who like to talk about the why, and I gravitate more towards them than some of the people who just say, this is what you should do, and just listen to me, because I don't want you to be a sheep. I don't want you to do something just because I tell you to, or the next person tells you to. I want you instead to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Why is this thing important to you? So today, I'd like to just pull one little habit out of that PDF and just focus on that for a few minutes. And I think you're going to see why it's such a powerful habit to get into. Before I jump into that, I just want to say thank you again for all of you who have gone to iTunes and put a five-star review on there. I really do appreciate that feedback. And thank you to all of you who are sending me questions and comments as well. That really helps to solidify what it is that you were looking for when you're looking, or excuse me, when you're listening to this podcast. So let's jump in and talk about this habit. This habit is simply read the fine print. Now, it is, I I admit on the PDF that this is not the most fun habit to get into, but boy, I'm telling you, it is so, so powerful. 
you know how like we are in this day and age where people just say sign here I accept terms and agreement you know and and then you just check the thing and jerks check the box and then you it says you sign your signature away um, and no one really reads the fine print anymore I remember when we when we were buying a house probably seven nine years ago something like that and the realtors like oh you know this is all just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo you don't need to worry about it and I'm really glad that I read the fine print because I found some errors that she should have found and uh, we were able to correct those errors but anyway I, I don't expect you to read every word of every you know little privacy thing that you sign or anything like that when it comes to the internet because you know I'm not that's not probably realistic however when it comes to time to make some financial decisions, I think it's really important for you to read the fine print. And I don't just mean the disclaimer print. There are many commercials that have, you know, that really blurry fine print at the bottom as if anyone could really read that. Um, and I don't mean just that kind of fine print. I mean even just like the fine print that comes in with your credit card bill, for example. The reason you want to read that is not just to, you know, figure out the I gotchas because there are probably some of those in there. But the biggest reason is because you want to start getting your brain familiar with the lingo of some of these financial products. So many times clients will get into some sort of financial product that does not make sense to them, but the reason they're in it is because they just don't understand what that product is. And I think that the best way to really start to get an understanding of that is to familiarize yourself with the speak of the industry. And let's get real, the speak of the financial industry is boring and overwhelming and probably intentionally set up to confuse the hell out of us. So let's not pretend that, you know, it's going to be fun reading. And because it's not super fun, you might not be likely to do it on your own. But if you kind of go to a class or something where someone teaches you the dumbed down version, and I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that as a, like, we are real people and we don't understand the financial speak. I have to learn it too. And so I've actually done talks and workshops where I've gone in and spoken to some groups and just kind of taught them the the real life person understanding of things like insurance terms or um, mortgage terms or credit card terms and just kind of help them to understand what each of those different things means so that they can make a an informed decision that is good for them. I encourage you to find some sort of class like that, whether it's online or in person, and you know, just kind of get an understanding of what these different things are so that when you do sit at home and decide to read through just, you know, five minutes of terms every once in a while, you'll have this basic understanding and it will make it easier for you. So one example that I want to share with you is the idea of APY. That stands for annual percentage yield. And it's basically how much money a bank is going to give to you if you store your money in their savings account. So I had a client who found a savings account that would give a 1% APY. Now, that 
does not sound like a lot <laughs> and it's not uh, but it was higher than her, uh, her original bank which was giving like 0.01% APY uh, but anyway I digress I just want to let you know that what she had said to me was okay this is going to give me a 1% APY so if I park $5,000 in that savings account then I should receive 1% so that would be $50 a month I had to correct her and explain to her that no, that actually does not mean what she thinks it means. Instead, what they're going to do is they're going to figure out 1% of that $5,000, which is $50. So she had that part right. But then they're going to divide that by 12. So they're going to say, if you keep just $5,000 in your account, then over the course of an entire year, we will give you 1% of that. So in a given month, she's going to get about $4.16 in interest, not $50. Does that make sense? So that's a big difference, right? I mean, someone who parks $5,000 in a savings account and assumes that she's going to get $50 a month, that would actually equate to $600 a year. But she's not going to get $600 a year. She's going to get $50 a year. And knowing that information, she might not want to park $5,000 on that savings account, right? So that's why I want you to understand the different terms. Because I'm never going to tell you what you should put your money into. That's not what I do. If you want someone to help you with that, I find a financial advisor. I am not a financial advisor. I'm a behavioral advisor. And so I just like to teach you how to get your money to behave, how to get you to behave. Um, but I won't tell you, like, put this money on this stock or, you know, so on and so forth or invest in this mutual fund because quite frankly, I don't know that information. I don't pretend to know that information and I really don't have a desire to learn that information. Instead, I will connect you with someone who does know that and that they will make it fun for you and, <laughs> and I don't have to be the one to do that. But what I want to do is make sure that when you go in to talk to an expert, that you know what the heck you're talking about. I want to teach you how to at least learn the different things that you need to know so that you're armed with enough information and confidence when you talk to somebody who knows more about a subject than you do. Another example of where reading the fine print really came in handy actually today is that we are going to be going on a small vacation. Now you may know if you listened to yesterday's episode that my kiddos are gone for about a month and while we're not going to be gone the entire time doing everything that we want to do, uh, we have picked out a few days where we, we're going to travel with some friends and travel with my brother and really just kind of enjoy some of the together time that we have without our kids around. Well, we went to look at some hotels in the area that we were going to go. And what I found really fascinating and frustrating, to be honest, is that on the hotel website, there was a nightly price in big, bold letters. Let's just say that that nightly price was $114. Okay. And I was putting in that we wanted to stay for three nights. So if you do the math, and I don't expect you to, I'll do it for you. But if you do the math, 114 times three is $342. Well, underneath that price, it said three nights stay is, I think it was 500 and some dollars, which is obviously much more than 342. 
to top it off, that wasn't really even the fine print, okay? What happened was I clicked on that just to see, and the fine print said that there was a resort fee of $37 per day added to the already inflated amount that they talked about on the previous page. Now, if you take 37 times three, so $37 times three nights that we were gonna be there, that is actually $111. Now, I don't know about you, but $111 is almost like a whole extra night stay. Had I not read that and had I gone ahead and booked that hotel, I would have been completely tied into that and probably bamboozled when I got there and they said this will be 600 and some dollars, not 500 and some because of this extra $111 charge as a resort fee. That is just a very small example of the fine print and it wasn't even that fine. It was just reading a few of the descriptions. And that's really what I want to encourage you to do. We are in such a fast mode, you know, quick decision-making society right now. And there's definitely a place for that. I mean, making decisions quickly is very actually quite important. But when you're talking about where you want to put your money and not waste money, and remember, wasting is a subjective thing. Your idea of wasting money will be like totally different than my idea of wasting money. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't want you to waste money on things that are not important to you just because you didn't read the fine print. If there is a subject that you particularly struggle with, and maybe that is, like I said, insurance or real estate or credit card information, whatever, if there's something that you struggle with or that you want to have some one-on-one -on -one time and just kind of learn a little bit about what those different things are, look me up. Let, let's talk together and I can teach you some of those things. I can walk you through some of those things. That's what I love about the one-on-one -on -one stuff that we do is it's entirely up to you on what you want to work on. There are things that I will absolutely bring to the table for you, but you help guide the process with your individual needs. If you're interested in learning more about how that works, let's just set up a quick 30-minute session that's absolutely free and there's no obligation beyond that. The only thing you have to do in order to get that to happen is to send me a quick email at maria at cashinonchange.com. Again, that's maria at cashinonchange.com and let me know that you are interested in that. I will send over a quick link for you and you can choose from my availability and we will get on that within probably 48 hours. You can also look me up on Facebook. I have a group there, it's absolutely free. It's called Make My Money Behave and I invite you to join that group and let's just get some conversation going about some of these things that you might have questions about. I really hope that this was helpful for you. Again, it's not new information. I'm not creating this out of thin air, but it is one of the habits that really helped us to pay off over $130,000 of debt in just over four and a half years. Reading the fine print helped us to not waste as much money so that we could put it towards the things that we actually wanted to put it towards. And I believe that it can help you too. You guys, thanks so much for listening and let's touch base tomorrow. Bye-bye.